what's your plan for 2024? I'm going to post more content and message more people. How's that worked for you so far? Very fucking badly. So like your strategy is going to be hoping that something changes rather than actually strategically changing. Failing and potentially having that loss of bit of money or savings that you've got, that's the part to get around to know that it's not the like the be all and end all, like you can still carry on doing that. That's I think that's the biggest fear factor for a lot of people. Like if I fuck it up, then I'm gonna lose the 500 pounds that I've got. The two things we want for everyone, me and Sam and everyone in scaling systems. One, you make money. Two, you're happy and you enjoy yourself. And generally, if you're making money and you're progressing, you're gonna probably be happier anyway. And we make it a fun environment. But the big thing we focus on is actually just teaching and training things that actually make a difference. One of the big things is like a dirty word people think in terms of marketing is, is actually sales training. Action creates success. So we need to do things, not just wait. Everyone puts things off and waits and thinks, oh, we'll do it later on, do it later on. And before you know it, three, four, five years has passed. You've not taken action. You're still in the same situation you were before. If you're an online coach struggling to grow your business plateaued, you don't know how to get to the next level. Today, I'm going to take you through the three things that you need to do in your business right now that can help you get to the next level. Today I'm joined with by Sam Spooner. Sam is basically our head of scaling in terms of helping coaches blow up their businesses. So we're going to take you through loads of tips, tricks, strategies you can actually implement and take away from this podcast that can help you grow and scale your business. First thing I ask you, Sam, is what do you think is one of the main points people get stuck with? Getting in front of the right audiences, speaking to the right people, and yeah, obviously Instagram. There's a wide audience out there, so getting in front of them, actually targeting the right people is the biggest problem. So to open that up more, a lot of people say that their clientele doesn't have any money, and I would say, or they can't afford their program, and I think there's two parts to that um, problem. One is the niche of people you're trying to target, like we both speak to people like, yeah, I want to target 18-year-old kids who want to build muscles, like, that's great, but they're not going to be able to pay you a lot. Yeah. Um and two is like fishing in the wrong pond. So you're looking for high level executives on TikTok, like the two don't match. And I think that's where people need to look for um, market fit and congruency. And that's where sometimes it's not about people working harder, it's working smarter and more strategic in terms of like direction of effort. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the amount of people we could come, I speak to that wanna have an amazing TikTok following, that doesn't convert, right? Mm. Yeah. We, I mean, you don't want to be an influencer, you want to have a successful business, right? And that's the difference. And that's what a lot of people can't seem to get their head around in terms of, I've got an amazing audience or a huge audience, but it doesn't. if it doesn't convert into clients, then it's pointless having it, right? And you and me both know we, we've spoken to and worked with a lot of people who have got very big audiences, yet don't know how to monetize. And that's where there's a complete difference in terms of skills when it comes to like, you can have loads of people who follow you, but if they're all... Indian kids who are 16 or 17 year old girls on TikTok, like it's not a very valuable audience. You can actually buy a high value item from you. And that's where people need to understand you don't have to have that big an audience. You just have to have the right people who follow you and engage you. Um, and where we're both going with this conversation is the number one platform that probably 99% of people on this listen to this right now are overlooking. And I bet you are right now who's listening to this is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say are some of the reasons why people should use LinkedIn? One, you can find your niche just by searching it. <laughs> it literally gives you exactly who you're looking for. Um, you can target CEOs, executives, London, for instance, if that's going to use it as an example. You put that into LinkedIn, it spits out a load of leads there ready for you. Whereas Instagram, you're literally putting content out there hoping to attract the right person. Now, in terms of people with money, 
how many people that are running a decent business or have got a lot of money are sitting there scrolling through Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> looking for a fitness professional. Like, it doesn't really happen. People that sit on the sofas scrolling through Instagram, not normally the people with the money, right? So LinkedIn is where it's at. And the big word you said there was hope. Because the amount of people come to me and and you and they speak to both of us and hope is their strategy of like, what's your plan for 2024? I'm going to post more content and message more people. How's that worked for you so far? Very fucking badly. So like your strategy is going to be hoping that something changes rather than actually strategically changing. And some of the reasons why um, LinkedIn works very well is one, the average user on LinkedIn has $150,000 per year. Two is the platform user base has doubled in terms of the amount of users on the platform in the last 12 months, which means there's actually a uh, supply and demand um, shift in terms of actually more people coming in than people posting on the platform, which is the opposite of Instagram. And then to open up a bit more about what you said in terms of strategically targeting people, let's say you want to focus on, I don't know, so I used to work in the real estate industry, right? So say I want to work with uh, people in real estate who are from Dallas, Texas. They're the CEO or founder of the company. They've got more than 15 employees. And I can search all those specific filters. If I do that, if they're a CEO, they're going to be the top of the business. If they've got more than 15 employees, the business is going to turn over over, leave, over 5 million a year. They're going to make at least three hundred dollars to $500,000 uh, per year. It means they're going to be able to afford the program. Yeah. So you're automatically making it much easier for yourself to make more money when you target people who have more money. And it's a saying I've heard you say before, it's like you solve rich person problems, you like make rich people money and charge rich people prices. It was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, solve rich people problems, you charge rich people prices. And when you start to put the two together, it becomes very easy to grow, to grow your business. And some basic maths I'd say to everyone is like, this is the minimum we expect for people in performance of LinkedIn. Uh, minimum we expect people to charge is 3K. So like, you book six calls a week from LinkedIn. Let's say 50% show up, that's three. Let's say you close one out of three, you make 3K. So that means for you to make 3K a week on LinkedIn, you just need to book six calls. You do that for a month, you make 12K, that's 144,000 a year, just from that one thing. And that's like the simplicity of maths. Yeah, and when you actually break that down for people and all these different weird and wonderful things that they're trying to do, the automation, oh, the amount of people that talked about automations before they've even got a client, just keep it simple. The sales process is what we need to be doing. Get clients on calls, close clients. That's it, in a nutshell. I love what you said about that because one of the most stupid things that people say is I'm building systems. Hmm. Systems for fucking what? Yeah. So like, uh, I remember I spoke to a guy who'd worked with another mentor and he's building systems for seven months. I was like, cool. So I was like, what was your revenue seven months ago? And it was exactly the same as now. So I was like, the systems are clearly doing fuck all. Hmm. And the reality is if you... To get to 30 to 50K a month, you need Calendly, it costs eight pounds a month, takes you about 20 minutes to set up. You need Stripe or a way to take payments. You need Zoom to be able to take video calls. You can coach them on Google Sheets if you want to, or fucking WhatsApp, that's yeah, it. You don't need to overcomplicate it, right? Or you just get a software like Kahuna's or something like that. Just keep it really simple. Keep it simple, stupid, right? It's literally Kiss Method. People overcomplicate everything. Business doesn't have to be that complicated until you get to that next level and then when it starts going breaking then we can start implementing bits and pieces right that's starting to break now we can put a system in for that until then what's the point you're just spending time building systems rather than getting clients and that's what people need to understand is like do you want to look smart or do you want to actually make money because people like to like oh i've got this fucking 
automated email marketing CRM system that does all this stuff. It's like, well, have you signed up any clients? Has it made you any money? Because the most important question to ask in business is like, what problem does this solve? And most people are trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, people come to me saying they need this app, they need this app, they, this app doesn't do this well enough. We need this, doesn't go into depth here well enough. I'm like, how many clients have you got? They're like, oh, four. So how in depth does an app need to do? Why can't you just do them adjustments yourself for now until you've actually got to the point where it's a problem? Once it's a problem, then we can start looking at it. Until then, like focus on the stuff that actually matters, getting clients and fulfilling them correctly, making sure you get the results. 100%. And the other thing that most people don't understand when it comes to getting high-paying clients from a service like a platform like LinkedIn is the people who pay the most want the least. And in reverse, like we both know this, that the people who pay the least want the most. I sent it to you the other day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know where you saw I, I, I read that somewhere in a 2X is Better Than 10X by Dan Sullivan, a book. I don't yeah. know where you saw it, but it's exactly the same, same quote. Same thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. $500 clients want 100 times more than $50,000 clients. So it's something like, I want this, I want this, 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 this. And then the $50,000 clients like, money's transferred. Sent. Yeah, Cheers. I think I think the exact way it was put is like, uh, I've just paid the 500 pounds. This 500 pounds is going to change both of our lives. I'm fully committed to this. We're going to go to the next level together. Like, I want you to walk me through this like step by step. Yeah. And then like the $50,000 client was actually like, payment sent, thank you. Yeah, exactly that. It's, it's, it's the mindset things of it, right? right? The scarcity stuff and yeah. And I would say with that, the most important thing people, and if you're that person listening to this, you need to take extreme ownership and accountability that if something works or doesn't work, it's not necessarily on someone else, it's on you. Because um, the high level people that I've worked with, if something doesn't work straight away, they actively try and fix it themselves and improve their relationship and communication. Whereas people who are more beginners will blame the third party involved being like, well, their program's shit, their software's shit, what, that my staff member's shit. And if we, we can come on to staff later on, but people will blame their team members, but what they don't understand is this. If you're blaming your team members, you hired them and you trained them. Mm-hmm. So, who's the sh- so who's the shit yeah, person? You them properly. Mm. If you yeah, if you haven't explained it correctly, how they meant to do the job properly. And um, extreme ownership is one of the big things people struggle to take, I think, when it comes to their business because they're not willing to take it on their chin that they fucked something up. And I've said to you how many times I've fucked stuff oh. up all the time. And it's <laughs> like <laughs> every day. Fuck like up to a part of it, right? Mm. It's literally, yeah, you mean every day is a fuck up. <laughs> we just keep moving forward. Mm. And I'll tell you, uh, a reverse way to think is almost more mistakes I make, the more money I make because you learn fail quicker. faster. It's feedback loop, right? Yeah, yeah. fail faster. You know what, what, what doesn't and then you can just improve on that. Mm. But and people are scared to fail. You learn what didn't work so you like, discontinue that one yeah it's hard hard to get around especially if you're just starting out though failing and potentially having that loss of bit of money or savings that you've got that's the part to get around to know that it's not the like the be all and end all like you can still carry on doing that that's i think that's the biggest fear factor for a lot of people like if i fuck it up then i'm gonna lose the 500 pound that i've got and it is yeah it just you just gotta get people out of that mindset and that's what i'd say from everyone is you have to understand the difference between like risk and reward ratios it's like okay, you could lose 500, but you could make 50K. Is that a bet you should probably take? Yes. Because, okay, if you take that bet five times and it works one out of five, you're going to be a fucking, you spent two and a half grand to make 50K. It's the same with running ads, right? You Mm. you test and test and then you get the golden one and then then you make your money back on the stuff that you lost. 100%. And that's where I think 
when you start coming into things like LinkedIn and we'll talk about sales in a minute and sales processes, you set yourself up for success when you stack the numbers in your favor and too many people are stacking the numbers um, to safety and security favor of like thinking small. Interestingly, I mentioned about reading a book, 2X is easier than 10X, which is true to a lot of respects because a lot of people just don't actually have the thought process to think like you 2Xing your business, most people think about volume and doing more but you physically can't 10X a business, you doing everything. No. So it means you actually have to think differently outside of the box in terms of like, if I was going to 10X everything, how the fuck am I going to do it? And when you start to think like that, that's when you start to think at a higher level of like a bird's eye view of like where you're going rather than reactive of like, I'm just going to post more on Instagram, message more people, which is the generic advice most people are given. Yeah, you just end up building yourself a bigger job rather than actually having a business, right? And you then end up with the golden handcuffs where... Mm essentially you can't fucking step away from the business like today i've been driving around like a degenerate in a ferrari with lewis and filming stuff and the world continues without me and that's the point you want to be at where like if you're out for a few hours the world doesn't come crashing down the, no. the ship keeps sailing um and if you're in that position right now you don't have a business you have a very well-paid job yeah that's it literally it. literally not trusting people to mm. do the work for you as well that's a big part of it as well people don't want employers because it's hassle it's not a hassle if you train them correctly and actually get them on board, then it's not a problem. And I say people think it's difficult to have team members, but that again comes down to the way you've trained and managed them, hired them and, and found them. And that process is the thing that really defines the success of that person coming on board. And if that's not done in the proper manner, then again, that's your fault as a business owner. Yeah, definitely. The second big mistake I see a lot of trainers making is probably the biggest one and it tends to be a very British thing. Americans, like North Americans, tend to be much more like, this is why I fucking love the US. It's like, Americans are like either in or out, they're fucking like all guns blazing. And the first person I think of when I speak this is Trevor Stewart, who's a client of the Mastermind. So if you go and listen to the podcast with Trevor, he's, he's a G. Um, to the point where literally he gave me like all the money he had to start his business on, uh, with us. And I think two hours after his first call, he made four and a half thousand dollars. But he literally gave me everything he had. Um, and it just shows like the mentality of being all in. But what that brings me to the point of where I was going to is that the fastest way not to make money with your fitness business is charging low prices and charging monthly. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, you're just in the rat race with 99% of other online trainers doing exactly the same thing and not having that consistency in terms of revenue coming in. Is that right? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I think the reason people do that because I see a lot of other business mentors ads is like, oh, you want the security that you've got money to go on holiday next month. You want the security, you've got money to pay for a car. It's like, you have security if you just keep selling and marketing. So like, the reason people push the, like the monthly recurring model so much is that people are essentially lazy and they don't want to continue marketing and selling. Do, do you think like Coca-Cola stops fucking selling Coke one month? Because like, oh, we've got monthly recurring revenue, we're fine. Or like, who, Apple, like, they constantly have a new iPhone that comes out all the time. They constantly have a new Mac. The goal is to keep like reselling your product and keep selling front end and then also push that into the back end. And the same thing comes in terms of sales processes and program prices. Like the quickest way to make no money, and we've seen a few people who have failed, where they are trying to sell like low ticket products, like 47 quid, 99 pounds, whatever it might be. Like that's the quickest way to never make any money because you have to sell so fucking money of them. The volume game just doesn't work, right? 
it doesn't, 100%. especially if you, that's when you need a mass following. That's when you need the huge audience. And nowadays, like AI does most of the, the, the low ticket programs for you anyway. So you're competing with a computer. <laughs> and what I would add into that as well is that if you even had that massive fucking audience, I'll just do high ticket and make 10 times as much anyway. Mm. Yeah, but the exactly. reality is those people are lazy and they don't want to do the work and run a bit or can't run a business. I literally had the same conversation, uh, this conversation with a, a client the other day, well, a potential client the other day, um, and they were like, "Oh my god, like, <laughs> why have I been going down this road? Like, they spent twelve k on something on on this to get it set up, and they hadn't they made was 70, it an automated software. It was seventy five euros they made back so far, and then I explained to them our processes, and they were like, "Right, they basically said take my take take my money, like let's go." So, yeah. What would you say are some of the common pitfalls people... Why do you think people get stuck in that trap? In terms of what? The lower price points, the monthly... Because I think it's a mindset thing as well in terms of people... I mean, coaches are one of the worst people to coach, I think, because they want people to sign up to their program, all these different bits and pieces, but then they're very hesitant sometimes to actually sign up for mentorship themselves. Um, And a lot of people I speak to... Then they wouldn't spend money on certain things. So they assume other people wouldn't spend money on that as well, which is wrong. Money's abundant. We actually had one of our clients recently made his record month. Spoke to him on on actually through WhatsApp on a voice note, and he's like, "It's my mindset. Thanks for giving me the nudge. Like this is what I needed. Record Who month, Braden." Oh, sick. Yeah. Did you send your voice note? Yeah, he sent me a voice awesome. note back, yeah. I messaged him and said, oh, mate, awesome. I see, see the notes and stuff. He's smashing it. And he's like, yeah, it's just a mindset thing. Money's abundant. Literally, the words he used was money's abundant. I just need to get my, my, my head right. Like, you see me, I'm smiling because I'm really yeah. fucking happy because you're yeah. a really nice guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is the fucking thing that I get so frustrated about. And you, like, you said this to me when we came in earlier. Yeah. And I'm so passionate about it and it will come across right now. It's the fact that people just don't know what they don't know and I say this to people all the time there is no fucking lack of resources in the world there's just a lack of resourcefulness to go and get them mm-hmm. like I'll be on calls and I'm like they're like oh people won't pay me it's like dude I can see behind my fucking computer screen Dubai Marina I can see probably three to five hundred million pounds worth of apartments there's fucking super yachts everywhere like my building probably has a hundred million pounds worth of cars in a car park like mm-hmm. there is fucking money everywhere there you is just, yeah you just don't think big enough to go and get it and yeah. don't take the action to do it I see something the other day it was there's people that have no money and can't make enough money and then there's people that can't stop making money and that's like the two different balances in between like once you know how to make money it's like it's just a, it's a game right and this will be like the same for Braden. and I say this to people it's like the most important thing is this it's not the fucking money and the first big payment you get of like 3k whatever it is it's the, belief. It's the fucking belief because mm-hmm. the mindset shift and you'll look at me and Sam and be like you fucking invented fire because like the game changes and this was what people don't understand is that when you actually start selling higher price points instead of fucking around doing 250 monthly 47 monthly mm. you sell four people a month at 3k you make 12 grand a month that's like three four three and a half times the average salary probably in the uk just got to focus on one salary a week that's what it comes down to right get to 10 calls but it just or five calls but you're going to close one right it's especially with the training with the sales that we do it's like nearly impossible not to targeting the right people yeah and that's why we're very heavy in terms of the only, th- the two things we want for everyone, me and Sam and everyone in some of these scaling systems. One, you make money. Two, you're happy and you enjoy yourself. And generally, if you're making money and you're progressing, you're going to probably be happier anyway. And we make it a fun environment. But the big thing we focus on is actually just teaching and training things that actually make a difference. One of the big things is like a dirty word people think in terms of marketing is, is actually sales training. Mm. 
because the better you get at sales, the easier everything else fucking becomes. Your ads will work, your content works. Everything works if you're sick at closing in sales. So we have two group calls a week with Joe Marcuse, he's one of the best sales trainers in the world. And we have some fucking amazing feedback with that. We have one-to-one sales training with Jack, who runs our call center at Closing Force. Uh, and we give call recording feedback. And all those things are really what help you turn up. Like if you go from a five, five or six sales ability, maybe to an eight or a nine, you can literally double your business just doing that one thing. Yeah. Literally go from a 20% close rate to a 40% close rate. Yeah. I mean, you're doing all right, right? <laughs> and that's without us even doing anything else like strategically within the business. It's just about um, skill stacking, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you say, people see sales as like a dirty word. Like, oh, sales is so pushy. It's all this. It, it's not. You just have a conversation with people. If you can actually help them and they need, and you can see that, that what they need is your service and you can get them to where they want to be, like, that's okay. That's okay to sell them that program. If it's not, and they're not a good fit, then don't push it. But yeah, you just have just be a genuine person to have a conversation with them. It's not like sell, sell, sell. I've got another good example. I just thought of is Will the cocaine sorry cocaine addiction guy. <laughs> yeah. So what was he selling before uh, he started? I was about to say. I was about yeah, to mention yeah. him a minute ago. Um, Twenty. It's a five pound a week uh, group like training, uh, group stuff on Facebook and Instagram. And no disrespectable watching this is like, what the fuck is the point in that, in that respect? Because oh, he's, he's, like, he's like a Starbucks. Yeah. Like he was, he was getting so much. He was getting grief. He was on the. I was on the call to him, and he was just like, I'm just getting hassled. People saying I shouldn't be charging this. I shouldn't be doing that. Like, oh, it was meant to be five pound for the month, not five pound a week. And I'm like, bro, you just need to. Yeah, you just need to get yourself in the right, in front of the right people, and position yourself correctly. Um, what is he? Two weeks in, is, is, is yeah. I think he sold two, three k programs. Yeah, yeah. and he got um, a third on the way. So like, and that's in like two, three weeks. And that's the mm-hmm. difference of just altering someone's perspective and showing what's possible. Yeah. And I would say from like my own personal experience and background, I started selling low ticket product, products and programs. Mm. I was the same as you. So like I sold uh, an eight week transformation program that was 99 pounds. I sold a fucking lot of them. I was really good at marketing. So I sold like a thousand every eight weeks. And I was like really big shit. Until a friend taught me how to sell, do high ticket sales. I sold my first program at 500 pounds for eight weeks in a Starbucks in Kingston. I was fucking shit myself. <laughs> but I was so pumped afterwards. And then I think like two, three months afterwards, I sold a guy in the US 9K for a year. And I was like, fuck me. Like, that for me was like the inventing fire that's, moment that's of like, one, yeah. fuck these like low ticket things. I'm not going to sell loads of these. And that's where I like the football analogy. I know you're an Arsenal fan. Uh, in terms of a, it's equivalent of going from like the conference to the Champions League. Mm-hmm. It's like that's when you're in the big boy leagues and you start like charging big boy prices because it's so much easier to grow your business at that point. It's People are more open to investing, but they're also better, normally easier to fulfill as well. They understand the whole process of because they're used to that process. So they know what it takes to reach their goals. Makes them easier clients to fulfill. Makes it an easier business to run, right? Will you have less of a volume game and then the also value is everything right mm-hmm. perception of values in the price so like you charge cheap prices people think your product's shit mm. and have less respect for you and like if you were going to sell me a fitness program you're like yeah my program's seven and a half grand I'm like fuck me sounds program's good like yeah, yeah. He, he rates must, himself must yeah, 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 good, yeah. yeah. But you do though right yeah. so it's like whereas if it's like 49 quid for a fucking you'd be like this is just shit yeah it's just competing with 99% of other people on Instagram right it's just it's a race to the bottom we see it in other industries as well. It's the race to the bottom, and, and it just gets, just, just does. It just gets shit. The worst. More, more you do that, then you're never going to make money. Hundred percent. And I think the more people can change that perspective, which is a big thing we do by teaching you the right 
sales processes, helping you with the sales skills and implementing the strategies. Like that's how you two, three X your business so quickly. And I would say respectfully, what we end up actually doing is undoing a lot of other stuff people have been taught by other mentorships, which are the polar opposite and for like fucking new beginner stuff. And I would say if you're a beginner, I also still wouldn't go and charge monthly prices. Because if you don't have an audience, you need to maximize as much value from every fucking person who's coming yeah. through. So even if you sold one person a month at 3K, you're making three grand a month for selling at one client. Now, the important thing in terms of um, that to understand, if you're a beginner, if you start selling up one client a fucking month at 250 monthly, you're making 250 quid. And you're hoping they're going to stay on for a while. Yes, especially in the UK, right? <laughs> I mean, how many people go out the weekend and then the, the, the weekend goes bad? next week goes bad they drop off as a client because they're like oh I've blown it anyway so it's pointless and it's only monthly there's no, there's no commitment there and that's why clients when they pay up front they actually have psychological commitment in terms of like I'm drawing a line in the sand I'm going to step over it because it's I've paid this money to Sam I've paid this money to Charlie I'm going to fucking see this through and do it and hold the promise to myself and the reason why people lack confidence is because they can't hold the promises that they set for themselves and they know they let themselves down. And that's why actually your job, it gives me goosebumps saying this as a coach, is to get them to pay up front and commit, not to you, but to themselves, because that's the only way they'll get the results. Because if they've been fat and overweight for 10 years, if they pay monthly, they're, they're not all in. And you need these people to be fucking all in to really change their lives. 100%, yeah. That commitment thing is huge. Like if people aren't committed to it, I mean, it's like other programs that like people come into us and saying, oh, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. But then they've got their, their zero. They've got nothing. Now, we know that other, other mentors do have some success. Like, we're not saying that. But so many people come to us and go, like, I've got zero, nothing out of it. What a waste of money, all this kind of stuff. But that's, that's got to be on them as well, slightly, right? They can't. And that's where the, the actual doing the work and actually committing to yourself and actually going, right, I've, we spoke about it before, people not actually putting the work in. If you put the work in, you will get the results with this. And that's extreme ownership. And I think for me, that's if you're ever in a situation where you're thinking, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work, has any other person ever done those things and seen success? And if they have, you need to take a hard look at yourself and think, the problem probably isn't the programs and the people I've worked with, it's probably myself and my limiting beliefs in terms of mindset. And one of the things we really do to help people break that is we've got um, Gavin McKell, who's one of the best, uh, world's best mindset coaches who works one-to-one -one with our clients to help you break those limiting beliefs because I big believe in terms of thoughts become things and if you've got negative self-talk and you've got negative downward spiral in terms of like your frequency and your energy, you're going to radiate that in terms of the actions and the way you talk and the way you come across on sales calls, the way you come across on podcasts and that's going to really run your life. Whereas if you're in like a high frequency state, you're going to be at a point where like you feel like you can do anything and take anything on. You're probably going to act more in a line of where you want to be and get those results. 100%. Yeah, no, mindset is a huge thing. And having that right, you said the energy kind of thing, it, is, it does. Going into a call, if you're in a bad mood, like you need to you need to shake that shit off quickly. Like you need you need to have like a like a process to go Reset. through to get yeah, you like listen to a bit of music, do something, go and have some deep breathing, whatever it is you do, like just get yourself back in the game because yeah, if you have like something going on at home and then you jump on a sales call, <laughs> that comes across. Even if you don't think it does, it does. You can sense it. What do you do in that situation? What do I do in that I'll situation? Yeah, you, you go first. Uh, I just try and get some fresh air. <laughs> get some fresh air and sit, stick some music on. Just take my mind away from it completely. I've got some weird things I do. So one, uh, if I'm at home, I, I do some press-ups 
And then I walk onto my balcony and like sit down for like five minutes, have a coffee and just like fucking clear my head. And then before the call, I listen. If anyone goes on YouTube and puts in, uh, this is a bit fucking weird, Wolf of Wall Street sales motivation. There's like a two minute clip. It's fucking sick in terms of sales. And I get myself super G'd up like high frequency state again. Yeah. And then try to reset myself like that. I think um, understanding how to control your emotions and the way you think is one of the most important things for sales and also as your business grows because you tend to get pulled more in different directions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, managing stress is the biggest part of it, right? Mm. As you grow a business, it gets easier, but there is it's different stress. Mm. So managing that and learning how to manage that on, on the way through is a massive part. And that's what people don't understand is that your ability to tolerate stress and the higher level of stress you can manage, the more you can do. Mm-hmm. So by default, the higher your stress levels that you can tolerate are, the more money you'll be able to make, which is why people always say that your ability in terms of tolerating stress will tolerate with your ability to in terms of tolerating income, like they're going to be aligned. If you mm-hmm. don't respectfully have the minerals to handle a lot of stress, you'll never be able to go very far because you're always going to have some pressure on you and the the bigger the business gets, the more pressure you're going to have to like different levels. And I'd say the, the extreme level of this would be like Elon Musk. Yeah. Like I probably wouldn't want to be running Tesla and SpaceX and like I can't even imagine what his yeah, brain looks how like. Does, how does he have dinner? <laughs> yeah, like, li- like legitimately, right? Yeah. So, and at one point he had both of them were basically going bust mm. like and put like $250 million of his own personal, personal income into it and was sleeping on his friend's sofas. Like that's all in and he's now like the richest man in the world. Yeah. So, that's backing yourself though, right? But yeah, that's he has the fucking minerals. And he's obviously very like, autistically intelligent, but also incredibly driven and is like, I'm fucking doing this and I'm going to basically change humanity in terms of what he's done. And if you think about it from this perspective, if he, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes think I got too much to run with my fitness business and the masterminds. Like Elon Musk runs fucking Tesla and SpaceX. Yeah. It's like we coach people to lose weight on the internet and then we help people with their fitness businesses. So, like, perspective of your problems and challenges is everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I think, I think, honestly, I think the biggest problem in terms of the reason people are always looking for the shortcuts with the automations and not wanting the stress and they want to make it everything sort of done for them is because on Instagram, all you see is, like, the, the shiny side of running a business, right? You don't see all the, the shit that goes on behind the scenes, like the constant firefighting, make sure bits, everything's moving in the right direction. That's when coaches come on and go, oh, it's not working. And that's it. That's they're, well, they're out well, the good. Game. It never fucking works. It, it, it never works. It like never works. You're always like, right, this doesn't work. Right, sort this out. Oh shit, now this doesn't work. Now sort this out. It's, it's a constant. I used to, yeah, well, I used to have a construction business, right? Used to do really well. But Sunday night, I'd be right. Everything's sorted. Everything's done. Rock and roll. Everyone's sorted. Monday morning by seven thirty, the whole week's changed. Every single time, no matter what I did. But I had to have everything sorted from the Sunday because if I didn't, it'd be even worse on the Monday. So you're constantly firefighting. It just is what it is. With your background, how would you suggest people try and level up to handle that? It's just, I think it's just going through the most. You have to, you just have to do the work. You just have to have experience it. You can't, yeah, don't be frightened to mess up because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to handle situations terribly, um, but you just have to work your way through them. It's just a case of being, you know, being in the trenches and just getting through it, basically. And I'd say the fastest way to get through it and to get less battle scars is if you get someone to guide you through that process who's fucking done probably all the stupid shit you're about to do, which is probably yeah. me. Because I've done every probably thing wrong under the sun. Uh, hired a tech team, lost $75,000. Had Stripe accounts shut down, lost 20,000 pounds a month. 
I've had my Instagram account disabled for three weeks. I've had been threatened with legal action multiple times. Um, all types of fucking bullshit. Yeah, it happens, and right? It's got just got divorced, moved countries. Like, yeah. all, all the fucking stuff's happened to me. So I understand probably whatever problem you've had, I've had. And there's always a solution to every problem. And one of the things I really try and um, think about even more now after I went to that John D. Martini event yeah. was like, what's the positive of this problem? Or what's like the if the opposite happened, what would be the, the negative or like the positive from that? And really try and reframe things because it then gives you a different perspective in terms of things don't happen to you, they happen for you because it gives you an opportunity to learn and improve. Yeah. There's a, I can't remember who the guy was, but Joe Rogan covered it as well. He's like, when you have a problem come up or something, it really goes, goes shit. And he's like, good. Mm. I think yeah. it might be Jocko Willink actually. Yeah, 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 I think it was, yeah. And it was, yeah, good. He's like, okay. Like that, that mindset, just like, okay, mm. science come up, good. Right, how do we sort it? And just going through that process, but who, not how, exactly as well, yeah. like the book, like knowing who, like, what do I need to do? I need to do that. Who's done that? They've done that. Okay, right, how do I do that? Ask them. That's the best way to do it, right? And respectfully, it's one of the things I'm going to talk about at the event. That's all I've done for the last six, seven years. And one of the interesting things, um, so we've got a huge mastermind event here in Dubai in two days. It'll be the biggest mastermind event Dubai's ever seen. Um, I've got a video we're going to play at the start. It's quite cringe. I don't know if I can watch it beforehand, which is I filmed a selfie video on the day I left my job because I was like, this is like an inflection point in life. And anyone who's known an inflection point is like when you make one decision that's going to define mm -hmm. the rest of your life, um, and the date, and it was February the 25th, 2019, Lewis, I think. Yeah, so February 25th. This is not that fucking long ago. No. Bear in mind, it's 2023 now. And um, that just gives perspective in terms of what can be done and also having the minerals to back yourself. Because at that situation, like situation, position I was in, my full-time career is only like $100,000 a year from an actual job. Um, I didn't need anything else really other than that. I had quote-unquote had everything I wanted um, yeah the comfort zone right but that's where most people's fucking dreams die yeah now the reality is I was willing to risk it and put it on the line and go and do something really fucking weird and train people on the internet that no one else was doing and what comes from that is then two things one is you could possibly achieve everything you want and live the life of your dreams two it doesn't work I get another job as an estate agent yes yeah, you can always go back to it right so, so what, what, what are you going to lose there's nothing to lose is there it's just yeah, not being frightened to actually go back to anything. And the, the two things people need to understand, money and time are what people perceive as the most valuable things in the world. The reality is you can always get more money, you can always make more money. They fucking, the gov federal government prints it. Time you can never get back. You need to invest and spend your money to accelerate your progress because if you waste three to five years not getting to where you want to be, you will never get that time back. No. And also I think if you get to... 30 33 35 you're as old as me and sam like <laughs> it's harder to then change and get out that point if you've got yeah. kids a family a mortgage because you've then got more risk and risk and responsibility to carry yeah. yeah it's easier especially like 20s you should be doing everything you can you're taking all the risk in your 20s do as much as you can because you can you can, you can sort it out in the 30s if even at worst comes to worst you can sort it out in the 30s but find the right person find the right mentor to actually follow and do the right steps you're going to crash it in your 20s it makes the, the, the level of scale you can get to in your 30s from that moment on you're set for life 100 percent. i think thirdly the last thing people don't understand and they get stuck within their business is they get stuck too much in creating themselves a job and not an actual business so 
Um, one of the most important things is learning to team build and delegate and understand what's the first thing you need to move off of your plate. And two things people really don't understand. One is the last thing you want to delegate is generally sales. The first thing you want to delegate is generally fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Now, what most people try and do is do it the other way around. They don't want to sell, but they want to coach. The reality is that sales is a high income skill. The coaching is not. So the first thing you really want to move off is the coaching. And then you want to focus on more of the sales because your job to scale your business, which I presume is your goal if you're listening to this, is you want to spend your time working on the business, not working in the business. So like working on the business is building it in terms of building systems, um, hiring team members, training people, making content, getting traffic, anything that basically makes money. In terms of working in the business would be like coaching clients, which is like a repeatable task, which yes, client results are very important, but that's not going to help you take huge leaps forwards. No, definitely not. There's no one better to sell your program than you, right? Mm. Like that trust factor, that, yeah, it's there. And until you've got to that level where you can actually outsource that after everything is a set, then yeah, you do the sales. Where do you think most people tend to get stuck in terms of team building and operations that you see you, sp you speak to? Uh, they don't think anyone can do it, it, it as good as them. I fucking love that. Uh, and here's a really good thing I'd say to anyone in that situation. It's like, this is something you should always say to any mentor. It's like, what do I believe to be true but isn't? Mm. Because that's the fucking statement. Yeah. Because I used to be that guy. It's like, no one could fucking coach him. No one, yeah. And then I gave like all my clients away, pretty much all of them, and then they actually were getting better results because the coach had more time to more work More time them. to work with them, yeah. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. And it's, yeah, taking that power away from you and letting someone actually do the work is, that's where the success is, right? That's where the scali scalability is. And if you can't do that, then you're always going to be stuck at that, at that point. You're never going to get past that. And with that in mind, here's a really important concept I think about a lot. And it's you can either have control or you can have growth because you can't have both. Because you can have control, I can fucking do everything. Yeah. I could take all the sales calls, I can coach everyone, like I can have like 99% profit margin. You're out there, right? But you're gonna fucking hate life. You can only go so far with it and it's not scalable. Mm. So the reality is like, do you want this business to serve you or you serve it? If you want it to serve you, the goal is to build teams and systems so that it then starts to run without you so you can actually enjoy the fruits of your labor in it works for you in essence and that's when you have a business and not a mm. job right same as elon musk he mm. doesn't do everything himself he does he, he build the car he outsources literally everything and he just makes the decisions that's mm. what he does that's what people yeah Deci decision making is the main focus when you want to work on your business not in it 100 percent. i think the more people actually sat down and think about where their business is going they would go a lot further and i would say if you're in a position right now that you lack uncertain you lack certainty you feel overwhelmed which is a lot of what i feel and you probably feel when you speak to coaches is you need to speak to someone to get a second opinion because the unknown unknowns are fucking you right now mm -hmm. because you can't see it like your field of awareness is very small so like when you open that up a lot you're like holy shit i didn't realize you could sell a program for 3k holy shit i didn't know you can get clients on linkedin i actually had someone um I won't say who he is. I had someone voice note me yesterday who has a very large fitness business with 300 clients who is on another mentorship who has, who's best friends with the mentor who wanted to pay me for a consult next week on how to scale on LinkedIn. I don't do paid consults, but I will have a chat with him. Um, but that is an example in terms of like, he knows the unknowns are fucking him. Mm -hmm. And 
until you fix that problem, you're paying a huge amount of ignorance tax. Exactly that, yeah. That's literally screwing over. Yeah, instead of paying for a mentorship, you're just you're paying for it in another way just by having that ignorance and not knowing how to use it. You could be making so much more money if you actually knew the processes to, to follow. And same thing for me. Like I don't, I'm paying a million pounds a month in ignorance tax, not how to make a million pounds a month. Like I'm trying to figure it out yeah. and I'm trying to find the person to figure it out. But it gets more difficult in my own experience the higher you get up because there's less people at that area who mm. can then start to help you because there's very few people have done it at that level or, or in particular in this industry. And I think that's where people need to understand it's like the fast track to, to build your business is go to someone who can actually help you and then fucking implement really quickly. Mm. Like if you ask Chris at the event on Friday, Saturday, he's known me for a long time. I'm probably the best implementer like he's ever seen. I literally yeah. like obsessed with. I've, I've even mentioned that to people as well. Yeah. Like, if I've I've said something to you and gone right, I think we need to tweak this. So you're like done. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Cool. No, that's fine. <laughs> and, and actually, I'll be I'll be transparent from a business point of view. I find it very difficult now. I want to do everything myself, so I can literally do it right now. Whereas, like, I have to be like, Alma, can you do this? Can you do this? like? And I have the skills to like. I yeah. can build the funnel. I can fucking do whatever. But I have to stop myself doing that because. If I spend f half a day building a website, that's half a day I can't do all the other shit that I need to and do. That no one else can do the other yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think that's me being honest in terms of understanding the demands on my time. And then also for you listening to this, you have something similar for you, which might be like, yeah, you're spending 20 hours a week doing check-ins. That's why your business is stuck. And I'll actually give you a, a best example of this. Uh, Adam Lowe who you should listen to the podcast we did with him maybe four or five episodes before this um, his business went from like 45k to like 70k and he now works about half as much and doesn't do any of the check-in client fulfillment they were in the Maldives right yeah, yeah. and this <laughs> is actually them, both of them had a record, okay, record months this is <laughs> the, probably the best story ever so um, uh, Adam and his partner Aaliyah both crush it they went to the Maldives didn't work for a week both had a record month she made $90,000 he made like 65, 70 and they took a week off and they don't do any fulfillment. So like that is for me, I was so happy for them because that's when the system works, the business works for you and not the other way around. And that's breaking people's limiting beliefs. And I'm so happy they post that in the group because it's people don't believe it's possible till they see it's fucking done. Mm. And that's why I say to someone, it's like if someone else in the world has done what you want to do, then it's mean means it's possible. Yeah, no, exactly that. Seeing, yeah, just it's, that's when a business is actually working for you, right? That's mm. working on the business rather than in it. So you can have the time to actually enjoy yourself because you've done all the hard work previously. So having the right team behind you, like yourself, you've got the right team behind you. You can actually drive around in a Ferrari in the mornings, pissing about doing what you want. It's getting content. Um, so yeah, no, just got to build the right teams and actually trust the process. I mean, look, that, it works really well in the group as well. She posted it in the group and everyone else could be like, oh shit, like we need to level up. And everyone did. Everyone's mm. like, this is amazing, right? Mine is. I mean, look at Harry, 29.4K mm. and he was annoyed. He didn't mm. get to 30. <laughs> They're the kind of levels in the group, right? And that's where a lot of people are stuck right now. And this is if you're on another mentorship or mastermind or in a position you're not growing, you're probably a big fish in a small pond. And the fish will only grow to the size of the pond it's in. For you to get to the next level, you need to go to a fucking big pond. You need to go to people who are at higher levels. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck in your comfort zone. And I actually love when people come to us, they're making 25, 30K a month. They're like, I feel like inferior. I'm like, good because that's what's going to drive you to push yourself further and not get complacent. Because one of the reasons most coaches tap out 10, 12K a month, you're good enough to be slightly dangerous. Yeah, Like you do okay, you can 
go live in fucking Bali. You can live in more comfortable. Yeah, you can live in Dubai to some degree. Like you can do whatever. Like you have freedom, whatever that is. Um, the reality is, you're selling yourself a lie because you could easily two, three x your business, and you have a completely different life. And you can change not just your life, but the rest of your family's exactly life. That. You set yourself for life, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just doing 10, 10 12 k's and spending it and saving a bit of money here and there. Start going 20, 30, 40k. You can start investing and actually building the foundations for like generational wealth. Mm. And the way to think about that, particularly if you don't come from a wealthy family, is that you can be the one person who can change the complete direction your family tree and you have the ability to do that and you not pushing and putting the fucking hammer down is actually letting everyone else down. Like your children, you don't even have down yet. Yeah, no. And when you start looking at it like that, and actually look at it in perspective. Like every, 99% of people want to start a family, but they haven't got the mindset of like, oh, actually, shit, I need to get prepped. And then at that time, they're like, oh, right, now I need to sort it out. We're thinking, I'm, I'm 36, you're 34? 33. So I'm 34 in like four, five weeks? <laughs> 34. Um, <laughs> so we're starting to think about those things, right? And it's like, oh, shit, right, you've got to get your, like, your ducks in a row yeah. to make sure that you've got things set up. Otherwise, it's going to be even more of a struggle when you start going through that process. And that's why I always say to you on calls is like the most important thing is asking people like, okay, so if you look at like a couple, they're 28, 30, it's like, do you want to have kids in the next three years? Like, yeah, I do. Okay, it was like, you need to fucking do this right now. Yeah. Because, okay, you make five, 10K a month. What if you have two children? You've got twins. <laughs> that doesn't go very fucking that far. Happens to my friends. <laughs> we're, we're like, <laughs> see your so like He's like this. <laughs> uh, so like, now's the time to drop the hammer and then, in two, three years, you can be the father you always wanted to be, be present, provide, and you've got a business that serves you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, yeah, action, right? Action creates success. So we need to do things, not just wait. Everyone puts things off and waits and thinks, oh, we'll do it later on, do it later on. And before you know it, three, four, five years has passed and you've not taken action. You're still in the same situation you were before. 100%. And that's where people don't understand that you not making a decision is making a decision. And you either make decisions that take towards where you want to be or take you away from where you want to be. There's never a neutral thing you do in your life. It's always going to be positive or negative. Yeah, definitely. The last thing I'd finish on with this is the secret to why some people succeed and some people don't. The two things, and I would say we both know this, as soon as you speak to someone, like they've got it or they haven't got Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. One is they're fucking decisive. Like they can make a decision. And number two is they actually execute and they implement things that ask questions. Like my favorite saying, I say it all the time, is that a genius doesn't have great answers, he asks great questions. So the better gre- questions you ask of other people in life, you ask of yourself, the further you'll go. So if you implement quickly a decisive, ask really good questions, you'll go really far. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything you'd add to that? Nothing. implementation, just backing yourself. That's what the people that I see that are, that are going to do well, you know, they straight I, away. I've, I've messaged you all the time going, yeah. they're going to do really He's well. Crush like, it, they're yeah. going to crush it. The, yeah, you, they, they back themselves. Like, okay, cool. This, I know, yeah, I understand the process. Cool, let's go. And that's it. As soon as people start doubting themselves, they start doubting themselves. They, they end up not doing the work because they're like, oh, it's not going to work. Straight away, before they've even done the work, they're like, oh, it's probably not going to work. It's not going to work for me. We had it this morning. Like, oh, that's mm. not going to work for me. I'm like, but why? Everyone else is doing it and it's working. So why, why other people. Yeah, why not for you? Oh, they must be getting their leads from somewhere else. <laughs> this is what we teach. Why are you not jumping on the calls? And doing yeah. our own business. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. To finish that up, if you're a trainer in a position right now 
and you're looking to get to the next level, if you hit the link below this uh, podcast and video, you can book in a free call with myself or Sam to find out exactly how we can help you. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you smash the like button, subscribe. Uh, we'll see you next episode. Very soon.